0: Academy presents Rot Iron Rest. A Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play Starring Michael as Aramie Mott, Scott as Dane Seaborn, and Matthew as Cassandra Ziegengeist. Featuring Caleb, your Game Master. This actual play is supported by BattleBards.com.
1: All right, so army is continuing to do sort of like a perimeter sweep with her hammer, um, not realizing yet that Dane is no longer behind her. So she's just kind of like taking these shuffling steps side to side and if anybody comes close enough, I'll sort of, you know, push them back. And then I I notice there's a glint of blue uh, off to the to like in my peripheral vision and I see Dane is not behind me. And he's in, a, in this big sort of brawl. And I, re, I know there's no way for me to get there in time before the next swing. So Army's going to like almost like reach out her hand like, like she's trying to stretch, you know, to get, to get over to him. And when I do that, there is a sort of a, a ghostly image of myself that just basically flies almost like a spirit across the room and takes up position next to day. And it looks just like me holding my hammer. And we'll swing that hammer at anybody who tries to hit Dane. And
0: as Aramie does that, uh, there's a little bit of a ripple effect in the room. As this spectral form shapes up, it is uh, standing on the bar top, uh, effectively. And there's a reaction as everyone in the room sees that and gasps or or makes uh, an interesting sound in reaction to it. Uh, The fighting has not subsided, but it is definitely starting to taper off a little bit. Uh, People are still throwing punches. People have not stopped fighting. But uh, this appearance is kind of simultaneous with a slight lull in the fight as people are gathering themselves and assessing the situation tactically. Dane, as you are standing there with your fellow dwarves around you in a circle or a half circle in front of the bar... You see Arami from across the bar uh, reach out towards you, and this spectral energy uh, shoots out from her hand. You have seen her heal people before. You have seen her strike mighty blows with some sort of magic, Uh, and now you see her create a duplicate of herself standing on the bar behind you, swinging her hammer, and it actually... Uh, connects with a figure that was about to punch you in the face. And it knocks this person aside. And uh, it is your turn.
2: I uh, stare at it, taken aback, uh, mouth agape, uh, jaw-wide, surprised, thinking, Wait, army helped? What is wrong with the universe? How could this be possible? And, and just just kind of bathed in this, this holy light of, of this this uh, spectral, luminescent, deific-like figure. Uh, right up until a, a uh, human, who is also quite wowed by it, uh, is just about within my two-foot punch reach. And so I, I go, uh, once again, right for a vulnerable spot. Uh, this one, a little bit less the the kind of vulnerability that you'd mention to your parents is something you'd succeeded at uh, hitting somebody in. And uh, unfortunately, Dane's understanding of human anatomy is a little bit off, apparently, uh, because he, he really thought they were endowed like dwarves, right? So uh, he punched way too low. He just goes through. He's, it's just like empty trouser, right? But uh, he, he, he comes back with the elbow as the offhand attack and uh, connects. He gets like a kneecap, Right. Uh, and and elbow to and kneecap would ordinarily be a losing proposition, except we're dwarves, right? We, we have very uh, dense, denser than water type bones, right? It, and, and so he uh, he connects quite surprisingly well. 14 total damage, one damage for the, uh, the weapon, no damage for my ability mod, but a uh, whole bunch, 46 for sneak, so he's quite surprised to have his knee buckle underneath him.
0: Uh, you actually break this guy's knee, and you feel the bone shatter as you connect, and he drops to the ground, screaming in agony, clutching his shattered appendage with blood pouring out of it. This is the best bar fight ever! Alrighty, so let's go back to Cassander. What is he doing now?
3: Um, Do we think that the bar is a little too crowded for me to brandish my spear and use it? Because Army's <laughs> using her...
1: And your magic helmet?
3: Yeah. Because army's using her hammer, but hammers are... and Spears are...
1: You could stab with it. I don't know that you could swing it like a club. I mean, that's, it's designed to point straight at people. Yeah, yeah so you, you are skilled enough with your weapon
0: to not have disadvantage, but you certainly do not have full range of motion and attack. You've got to shorten up your blow, uh, your stance a little bit.
3: So then uh, Cassander will, will take his shield down. And, um, and kind of punch and shield people. And he's actually going to go towards the people that he failed to charm. So he's going to say to his buddies, Hey, 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 get the two guys who started this. And he is going to help either get the prince or the orc. He, um, whoever seems to be giving the, the who they're fighting the most guff.
0: Are you attempting to get people on your side to help you with this? Yes, I'm encouraging my
3: friends, my two buddies, to to help me do this. And I believe you said before that they were, they had changed targets. So I'm just kind of making them make their friends aware that they have a particular target and not just, hey, this guy looks funny, smash.
0: Okay, you know, why don't you give me a persuasion check with advantage as your charmed fellow fighters are helping you. Perfect. I love
3: this. I'm going to easy roll a good number here. Whoa, that's a 15.
0: All right, so Cassandra, you wade through the crowd, and you are targeting the individual you have called the prince.
3: Yes, I I, I think I want to deal with him anyway.
0: And you you shout to your companions and your two charmed figures who still have that green magical glow around their head. And you, you point through the crowd at this figure. They both break off and charge towards him. The dwarves do not immediately follow their boss because they're still kind of formed up around the bar fighting with a group of other people, Uh, but you can see them kind of start to tactically shift over a little bit, more to cover their leader in the eventuality that he needs something. The humans, though, as soon as their boss gets your instructions and charges towards this figure, they immediately change partners, drop who they're fighting, and try to fight through the crowd to get to this guy. So you've now got five or six people struggling through the crowd to target this individual. Nice. He sees this happening and uh, reacts with a bit of a grin, but Cassandra, you can tell that there is a little bit of worry underneath as well now that he is being specifically targeted in the fight. Before this, he had been just dancing around the outskirts instigating so now, now he is a, a specific target, and you see him stop for a minute, assess the situation, and turn and try to make his way towards a side door. So he is now running and ducking between combatants as, uh, as the people you've encouraged to chase him are chasing him as well. They're not just running straight after him, though. This is a bar fight, so... They take a couple steps forward, they try to get around somebody, they start to tussle a little bit, throw a few punches. They're still trying to get to him, but this guy is very much ahead of them uh, in a chase scene style setting. As you are going through the crowd, Cassander, you sense some movement, though, behind you. And the large, brutish figure is fighting his way towards you at this point and in between you and him are two just normal looking people fighting he grabs them each by their shoulders throws them aside clearing the way and he is moving towards you directly with malice in his eyes uh, as he gets closer to you he, act- he draws back his massive fist and tries to punch you in the head good uh, what is your AC? 16. All right. Give me a high or low call. Mm, high. Alrighty. So the large figure swings his fist right at you. Okay. Your, you know that he's about to connect, and you know it's going to hurt. But as he is doing that, the human boss, who you had charmed, jumps out of the crowd. You didn't even see him over there. And nice. he takes the hit for you. <laughs> yes. Great job, Buck. So so this uh, massive figure connects with this guy who just crumples to the ground. He's at least got a broken jaw, if not worse. Good thing he can just sleep it off. We will go back to army at this point. The battle itself is Starting to wind down. You've seen tavern brawls before. You've seen brawls at the Sphinx. You've seen a fight break out on the dock back home. Fights like this, they're not, I'm trying to get you to accomplish something. It's more of just a tussle kind of to show off. It's more about bravado and ego and adrenaline. My kind of fight. So, I mean, this, this has only been going on for maybe five or ten minutes by this point, you can see that some people have gotten thrown out the front door. Some people have just slumped over in the side to nurse their wounds, like in a corner or right behind the bar proper itself. So some of the the ego and adrenaline is dying off right now. Uh, They're still fighting. There's still a bit of danger going on, but it's not imminent threat from combat.
1: Army will then make her way through the crowd that, you know, there's still people that are punching each other or shoving each other. And some people are picking themselves up solely from the ground, maybe, maybe with a tooth missing or loose to make my way over next to Dane. And I'll sort of stare at my luminescent doppelganger, shocked and surprised because that wasn't what, I mean, I didn't do that on purpose. And it will kind of look back at me and we'll sort of share like a look at each other. Uh, I'll, then I'll shake my head and then just look at Dane like, Dane, ready to go? Uh, yeah.
2: I think I gave them a lot better than they gave me. I don't want them figuring out uh, who we are or where we live or remembering who broke what. Let's, let's take our L's elsewhere. Dane, at this point, you realize, uh, still has his tiny little beard in his hand. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, so your uh, your spectral self is still occasionally smacking its hammer at figures that would approach Dane. The dwarves around the bar actually made room in their ranks for you, RME, as you walked up when they saw another dwarf was there, and a couple of them uh, shouted a, a happy greeting at you. But as you speak to Dane about leaving, and you guys... Uh, move toward, start to move away from the fight itself they just kind of close ranks behind you there's no ill will or animosity they're just in a brawl and so they're reacting accordingly Uh, are you guys effectively moving out of the tavern at this point or just away from the worst part of the fight i'm i'm following army i mean uh
2: she's the one with the uh spectral deific visage that, that seems new and significant. I'm, I'm willing to see where that takes her. If if the three of us walk out and we want to make hilarious walk into the bar, right? Three dwarves walk into the bar, you know, what do the two of you want? I, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, the captain seems like he's still having a good time. So, I mean, there's really nowhere for us to go, but I was just trying to get us out of the fight.
2: To be fair, there is, there, there is a furniture store, not like <laughs> 11 doors down, two streets left and one street right. Just Just saying... A brawl there could be much more comfy. <laughs> All
0: right, so you guys are making your way out of the bar, but obviously still keeping an eye towards the captain as he is the only one who really knows where anything is here, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think basically we, we would go outside and kind of, like, wait. Like, you know, it's, it's like the rave is breaking up. We're outside. People are still walking out. But we're just we're kind of outside of it, but we're not leaving.
0: All right, so you guys can move away from... The, the worst of the fight towards the door. A couple people are at the door not really fighting in the doorway itself, so it's clear to get outside, uh, but it's not like there's a clear path outside as well. Uh, there's just people milling all around, and when you look out the door you see that no one has really reacted to this noise and chaos of a fight in this bar. The, the city itself is just moving on As it was when you walked through a a few minutes ago. So this is just kind of par for the course in a a seaside town like this. So as you guys are uh, moving towards the front of the bar itself, Cassander, what are you doing?
3: Um, Would I be aware of that they were leaving without making a check? Or
0: should I make a check to be like, oh, shit, my friends are leaving. You saw them starting to move towards the door yeah you you were uh you were kind of in the thick of everything as you were going towards the the prince individual Uh, the the humans that were more or less following your orders are still trying to get to that guy uh but you saw dane and rme start to shove their way towards the front of the bar
3: Neither of them, no one looks like they're going down for the count right now, and at least not none of the two I'm interested in, right?
0: No, no. The the big guy that was coming towards you, he got swarmed by a couple of the, the humans that were following the human boss's orders. Because when the human boss went down, they responded and turned to attack the big fella.
3: All right, then I am going to make my way towards the door as well as carefully as possible with dodging and um, and kind of making other people hit other people instead of me as I'm kind of making my way towards my
0: dwarves awesome so as you are moving through the crowd uh, you hear Captain Grumudgeon behind you oh hey wait a minute wait for me and you see him jump over the the bar top kick a guy out of the way and he just strides through the crowd he accompanies you to the front of the tavern and he's got a little bit of blood on his face, a little bit of a bruise swelling between one of uh, underneath one of his eyes, Uh, but he's still in a great mood and he, he just slaps Cassandra on the back. Well, that's one hell of a welcome for you, isn't it buddy?
3: Yeah. uh, You could definitely say that.
0: And as you guys are kind of regrouping a little bit, you hear a cry from within the bar itself, from uh, maybe the ba- not the back room, but for the kitchen area. And this is a, a shout of a, a shout that just demands attention. It's not a, a it's not a combat fight. It's not a cry of pain. Is that that little red furry, orange furry thing again? Is that? <laughs> uh, no, this is literally just a person screaming out. Hey! Quit it! At the top of her lungs. And you see that the... She has a deep masculine voice. I like that. You see that the the wench, uh, the serving maid that had served you earlier, she is now striding out from the kitchen area. Uh, she threw on a... Something that is a little bit like a... a some leather armor but more something that has almost been worn down from use and has a bit of an apron on the front of it and she is carrying in each hand two giant clubs uh each two to three feet long just big thick hunks of wood gnarled and worn down and she is just wielding them expertly smacking into the people that she walks beside and among and every time she cracks one of them on the head or the chest or the knee they just go down for the count so she's effectively just walking through ending the fight uh as she is striding through the crowd she's basically admonishing every one of them like a parent would lecturing them about starting a fight and how disappointed she is in this tussle. Uh, When she gets to the big guy, the big tribally brutish hulking figure who actually towers over her by a few feet, she just looks at him and he glares down at her and you hear them exchange words in a language that you don't recognize. And he almost grudgingly leaves the tavern but before he leaves you see him look back over his shoulder and he catches your eye Cassander and he looks at you with grim malice that you have not that you haven't seen before but it's been a while since you saw someone just look at you with that type of I'm gonna get you intent
1: But not in a good way.
0: So as the fight is subsiding, you guys are right at the door, kind of partway outside of it. Captain Gurmudgeon is with you. He wipes his chin, wipes off some of the blood, straightens his nose out a little bit. And he's uh, he's just
1: grinning. He's happy. Uh, Captain, I, I don't think we paid our tab before we left. Should I go back in? He is about to say something
0: and at that point the uh, the lady who was walking through the bar shows up and she grins at you a little bit uh you know what i think i'm just gonna put that on his tab and she pokes at captain grimudgeon's chest with one of these big clubs kind of knocking him backwards a little bit and he rolls back on his heels and he laughs Oh ho. Come now, come now. I I think I I settled my tab last time I was here and we we had a little bit of a confrontation. And so they start going back and forth a little bit just sniping at each other and and making conversation.
3: So, how are you guys enjoying Human Society thus far? This is really something I could get used to. Yeah. It's really
1: busy.
2: So, so army, does this mean that when we uh Have to travel in single file through caves and stuff. You can take the front and the back, because that
1: would be great. I I don't know what that was.
2: So somebody else cast an awesome hammer-wielding hologram of you?
3: Uh, Professor, was was that you? No, hard pass on that. That was not me. Army, you seem to be doing a lot more things you don't know what you're doing. And... To be fair, Professor... She she didn't know she didn't ever know what she's
2: doing, but you're absolutely right that she's doing more things. The, she she's not following her usual modality of not helping us at all. Army, you're being
1: so helpful. She actually kind of smiles at that.
2: Oh, I, I did don't mean that as a compliment so much as an explain yourself. But you're welcome. Kind of tap you on the shoulder.
1: Good, good work. She uh, that smiles slowly drops Uh, it's uh, it's just a straight thin line (laughs) at her lips no 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 no
2: no really good job i uh if you don't know how you're doing it or what's going on just keep not knowing because it's working it's the important thing you're here you're in your armor and two of you hit some things i i honestly i think that deserves a gold star and um honest to god uh uh, Dane reaches into his, his pocket, and he pulls out, like, a little uh, sticky paper. It's, it's kind of old and crinkled. He pulls it, like, out of his wallet, right? And, like like a gold foil star. One of these things, you know, it's made of actual tin foil. Uh, one one of these that we used to give away to kids on the island, right? And, of course, Dane has a pocket full of them in case he meets kids on the island and needs to bribe them into doing dirty deeds for him, right? And uh, he peels one off and, like, adheres it to, to the front of your actual armor. He's like,
3: good job, army. Good job. When Dane says that Army should continue not knowing something willingly, uh, Cassandra kind of just like chokes. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Mm. "Okay, uh, hmm. Army, that was a good job. I, you did great in there. But maybe instead of just blindly going through this adventure together, why don't we um, try to work on it?" And, and figure out what you're doing so we can do it more and do it better.
2: P- Professor, you're going to jinx it. You're, you're going to jinx it. Whatever it is, it'll vanish.
1: It, it seems clear to me that Kovar and Mvar have, have been using me as a vessel of some sort, and I trust that they will continue to guide me in the right directions. If I stop doing these things, then I must be on the wrong path, right? Yeah. So as long as they're happening, I'm doing the right things.
2: Exactly. Kovar and Invar have intended you to be useful, and so useful things are happening. That That's exactly what's happening. We don't have to overthink it. You know, the the ways of Kovar and Invar are mysterious
0: for a reason. So as you guys are chatting there, Captain Grimudgeon has been talking quietly with the woman from the bar And they end their conversation and come over to you guys. Uh, Captain Grimudgeon says, everyone, everyone, uh, I'd like you to meet someone here. This is Miranda.
2: Hi, Miranda. I'm everyone. This is my friend, everyone and everyone. I don't get it. (laughs) I I just pat her gold star. Like, there, there. You've been useful today. You're okay. You get a pass.
0: Miranda greets you all. So I guess it's... uh, I I don't know how I should react to you guys here. Did you start the fight? Did you end the fight?
1: Not really sure what happened in there today. Neither. It was great. We were kind of like the jelly in a jelly donut. We really weren't the beginning or the end. We just sort of were in the middle. And it's the best
2: part. We were the part that that gets sucked out before you throw the rest away.
3: Is that how you stay so thin?
2: Uh, Wait. I I mean, a, a, a donut's just a bag for the filling, right? How do you guys eat them?
3: No, Dane. That it's the whole thing. You eat the entire. Why would you eat the bag confection? D- that d- is so. Do elves do this? Dane, it's a conf It's a it's a fried good. It's it's a yeah. A they sweet they do bread. that so
2: that it doesn't leak.
3: Of course, it's sweet.
2: It's full of jelly.
1: What? So. What you-
2: I'm sorry, Miranda. I apologize. Usually, he's so smart. Yeah. What? Why? What else would you want? Like, like a thin shell of bread? If I want bread, I go get bread. What? What do you?
3: What do you want about? Dane, together they are a. They are a thing. They are a, a, a dish. A a delicacy. Some might I've, say. I've seen you eat an Oreo
2: cookie. You can't tell me that's the same. That's not the same way you eat a bologna and cheese sandwich.
3: I have. I have no words left.
1: But, that's right. That's right. We. We together are like the jelly donut. Like Dane's the jelly, Cassandra is the fried shell, and I'm the sugar on top. That makes it all work together. I just like put you under my arm. Like you know what, Army? <laughs> I'm, you really get me. I, I feel
3: like we've been together so long. We're, we're just we're just right there. Just 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 right right there. You guys are almost jelling. <laughs>
2: miranda i i apologize again uh we're we're not intentionally ignoring you uh so uh d- do you tenderize the meat back there is is that kind of he says glancing at her too close <laughs> so is 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 that your role uh
0: in the winking medusa you you tenderize the meat is that miranda sighs heavily uh no no this is my establishment i own this bar oh so you don't just tenderize meat oh that's good no no i run it I run the inn in the back as well. The girls are mine, and uh, I'm I'm an old friend of the captain's here. He says you three are newcomers here to our world and might need some help with th- some things.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, the 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 captain's very polite. I'm I'm sure we don't need help, but. We're always on the lookout for people who have adventurous ideas or concerns or sources of girls or rumors about mermaids or treasure or access to a boat or uh, any and continues to list off things like like a wheelbarrow that's not often used for gardening early in the morning or uh, people who uh, have piles of oily rags on the top of their buildings or people who uh, look the other way and have coins and, and he, he lists for some time and, and so if you really if you, if you fall under any of those categories, uh we're we're more than happy to uh welcome you into our little our little fold. And then he realizes that he said little and he says, our companionship of travelling P persons Um Our our fellowship of of the the Tavern. Uh um uh, help me out Well, here.
0: right now i can give you guys a place to stay hey. i owe that to the captain so i have some directions here and a set of keys for one of my places in town the captain has a little bit of work to take care of so he wanted you three to get settled before other things start
1: to happen what do you think about that it's very generous thank,
3: thank you good. that would be perfect Marvelous. If there's a couch, Dane will also be happy.
1: Well, I mean, if if we have to double up rooms, we'll we'll work it out.
2: I I do like having access to a feather bed. I don't like sleeping in them, but if one's near, it just makes me sleep better. You know, I I can't sleep
0: without one nearby. Captain Gurmudgeon is right behind you guys, and as you were talking to Miranda, he is going through his pockets, looking through a couple different things, and he says, "Okay, so." Uh, I need to get back to the ship here for a moment. I, it looks like I've forgotten something, and he's he's like padding through his his belt pouches and and his jacket that he's wearing so why don't you head off to the uh the house? Miranda will show you the way I should be able to meet up with you guys tomorrow afternoon around lunchtime and we will, uh, we will move on from there. Uh, I, I want to show you around properly, not just <laughs> not just introduce you to port life like we did here today. I'll show you a couple things, and then we will move on. Um, I, I think I'll need your help with securing our next shipment that we move out with, and we'll just go on from there. How does that sound? Sounds excellent. Of course, Captain. All righty. So, uh, Miranda, look after him. Show them to the house. I will... See you guys tomorrow. And and he strides off into the crowd. Miranda takes a set of keys off of her belt, flips through it, and pulls off one specific key. And she hands it out towards the three of you, looks each of you up and down, and then hands it to Cassandra.
3: Thank you, ma'am. I'll make sure you get this back.
0: <sighs> All right, she says. <laughs> uh, the house is actually pretty close by. I own a lot of the property here around the Medusa, so it will not be a very long walk, and she puts her hand on your shoulder, Cassander. Actually, if you kind of squint, uh, you can see the house right from here, and she's pointing up the rock wall a little bit, because uh, like I said before, everything is just continually cut back further and further into uh, the cliff wall and the mountain to make room for things as the city expands. You'll head down that alley there. You'll take the second left. There is a flight of stairs cut into the rock. You'll take those up. They'll curve around a bit, but they'll end up in a big open clearing. Uh, It was actually an old cave that we hollowed out and uh, a couple merchants set up shop there. There's actually a pretty good restaurant up there if if you're hungry. Uh, But the house is down one of the roads that heads off from there. It's on the right. Uh, You'll see it. Uh, it's 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 the big one uh, with the stone columns out front. Uh, the columns are carved with a face that actually matches what's on the key here. And she hands it to you.
1: Well, that's really lucky that happened that way.
3: I think it
0: was by design, Army. <sighs> and if you guys are good with
1: that, uh, I need to
0: clean up the Medusa and... Uh get reopened for business. I I don't want to waste too much money here today. And she strides back into the bar.
3: Oh. And I
1: wave. She's just delightful. She seems nice. I like this town. She's... Let's go shopping. Should we settle in first? Yeah, I feel
3: like we should we should find where we're staying at first, Dean, and then We've maybe we spent we'll... weeks
2: and weeks settled in and staying in a place. I need to go out for at least twenty hours.
3: Okay.
1: Well, how about you at least walk there first? That way, in your drunken stupor, your muscle memory will lead you back to the place. They have
2: these little, like, rickshaw cars. I'm sure those drivers, we are just show them the key, right? I mean, there's a symbol of the address on the key. We can be blind drunk, they'll get us home. Come on, fellas. Oh, and and lady, pardon me, and he taps the gold star.
3: (laughs) He's got a target now. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh like the little sheriff its <clears throat> like the little sheriff in town <laughs> isn't that adorable oh jeez so uh i I swear I saw a, a a furniture store down down by the 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 point of the port that was having like a wine tasting or something I mean I can't imagine any worse idea for a furniture store and red wine but I really want to see what, what do you guys say I think it was called the Ottoman. I don't know if they're referring to the 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 seating or the empire, but I I'm, I want to find out.
3: <laughs> okay, that's out
1: of universe. <laughs> <laughs> Come down to the Ottoman Emporium, Iron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dane.
3: Let's go. Let's go check out some uh, some Ottomans and wines. I'll
1: get one of those chaises. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a chaise once. It was great.
3: Me too.
0: And you slept all over it. Okay. So Dane strikes off towards the furniture store. Aramie and Cassandra follow begrudgingly after. The furniture store is full of furniture. Uh, some of it is very exotic. Some of it is very normal. Uh, it is run by a gnome. Whoa. Uh, Cassander, you have encountered gnomes before. You're familiar with this type of person. Yes. Dane, and army. I don't think you've seen a gnome before. Army. They're so cute. She's so little. I want one. She, she's just so little.
2: What? She's just like, like a, a little human child in adult form. It's. I mean, I, I don't want to make a thing about it. I, I feel like that's Do wrong. Do not
1: be turned on by this. Do not be turned on by this. It's. I mean, she...
0: she I'm. As you were walking around the store, you see the store owner. She greeted you as you walked in, but she was working with a couple other customers. There are actually a few people in the back bringing in a shipment of new goods. So she is dealing with that. There are a couple other shoppers in there. So she is running around getting things done in a very business-like manner. After a few minutes of walking around, she actually comes back to you guys, says, oh, sorry about that. What can I help you find today? Oh, we're just looking and trying everything
2: at the moment. Is is, is that all right? I mean, it's like like there's... There's free test drives, right? Well, sure, of course. You can't know if you like a chair until you sit in it. And Dane instantly sits straight down in the chair that's right underneath his butt. I'm like,
0: ah.
2: Ah. Ah. Kind of lounges around, kind of does a little, like, the wiggle, like, settling in, trying to find that, that, that good butt scoot. Like, oh. 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 Gets up. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, no, <laughs> kind of, like, shuffles uh, one meter to the right, plops. Oh. 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 Oh.
3: Oh. 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 You know, I think this would go really well with a cabernet. Uh, yes, miss, uh, my friend brought us here because he read that there was wine tasting at your establishment
0: today. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That was actually last week. Uh, I I paid some kids to put those signs up for me, but they didn't take them down. I'm really uh, sorry about that.
2: In his chair, Dane says, oh,
0: aww, oh, aww." Oh. Uh, it was it was actually a great turnout. We had a lot of people here. Uh, we sold a lot of stuff. We drank a lot of stuff. It was real good fun. I'll probably do it again pretty soon. Are you gonna n- be here at Stormbreaker for a while? Yeah, n- n- next week, tomorrow, tonight. Uh, not tonight. No, no. I've got I've got too much uh, new product coming in that I've got to take care of and and organize here in my inventory. Uh, maybe sometime next week. It just depends. Uh, I've got to see if I can get a good deal from the wine cellar again. Uh, that that guy always charges too much, so I've got to wheedle him down a little bit in price so I can make a profit.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, uh, Ms, Ms. Ottoman? Uh, it's it's pronounced Atoman. Oh, oh, Ms. Atoman. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that uh, really clears up some confusion I had about the name of, of your Emporium. Okay, okay. Well, we will surely return to the Otoman empor- Emporium very soon. Thank you so kindly.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It was, it was glad to see you. I'll 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 be sure to keep an eye out for you next time.
1: Do Do you need any help organizing your oh, incoming products? Jesus, I actually have years of experience of being <laughs> manager of unloading and organizing stuff. And, and
2: I have years of experience taking advantage of her professional connections in terms of of, of uh, company discounts and uh, freebies. So uh, I I think she. What What I mean to say is. <clears throat> She's extraordinarily well-qualified. She's the most honest employee you'd ever have. And she's going to work hard, tirelessly, uh, beyond
0: what any reasonable human would. Or dwarf. Or dwarf. Person. army. she looks up at you, because she is shorter than you, and casts a, a weather eye over you. You know, I, I might be able to use a hand, yeah. I normally just pay some of the kids around here to to help me out and move things around. But, of course, then I've got to be standing over there making sure nothing goes missing nothing wanders off and everything gets where it's supposed to be uh normally i have my family here to help me out but they are off preparing for uh one of the festivals that's coming up uh but uh but yeah which which festival oh it's it's uh one of the religious feasts here in town which religion which feast she looks at you
2: I'm just I'm, we're we're tourists. I, I I really I like to get into the culture, or at least I imagine I do. I've never gotten into another culture or another religion, really. But but having been a, a minor icon in my own religion, I, I feel like I I owe it to other faiths to
0: learn about them. Well, that certainly sounds like a story I need to hear more about. Tell you what, if if you are willing to work here with your friend, maybe we can knock out this inventory shipment faster than normal. And we can have a bite to eat. And we can we can share some stories.
2: Dane, Dane is very clearly torn. Uh, his face had a horrible, grotesque reaction when she mentioned the word work. But it is a furniture store. And it involves uh, a chump who he can get to do most of the labor while he takes uh, more than half the credit. So, uh, with, without, like, you know, he's not eager, he doesn't say yeah or woohoo or anything, but but he kind of slowly nods, as you can see, like, like plans to get out of work already forming in his eyes, but his neck is doing, <laughs> like, the early commitment thing.
0: What What about you, uh,
3: tall and pointy over there? What do you think? I mean, if my friends are gonna help, then, uh, then I should definitely stick around and keep an eye on them, at least. Uh, sure, yeah, we can help, uh, sorting some stuff, I'm... I'm pretty good at uh, organization myself.
0: All right. Well, that's a deal. So she spits in her palm and sticks her hand out to army to shake it. All right, I'll spit in her hand and then shake it. <laughs> she <sighs> looks at you strangely, but accepts. And uh, with that, she, she's skips back to the back room. Uh, you see her come out a moment later with a shipping inventory on, Uh, a scroll of parchment. She hands it to you, army. And this is pretty typical for you. You recognize exactly what's on there. You see the manifest of the shipments. You see the box numbers. And, uh, she, she points you to the back room army. This is your manifest destiny. (laughs) Uh, the back room has a, the back room has a, a staging area uh, where some pieces of furniture are kept. Most of them are out of the boxes at this point, and there is a wide flight of steps going down. And interestingly, there is a ramp next to the steps, so they're right side by side next to each other as they go down. And some of the uh, some of the merchants who were delivering. This shipment are in the process of dragging these boxes up from the bottom Uh, you see that these merchants are walking up the steps and they're actually using the ramp to drag the boxes up so the uh the shipment comes in on the lower level and the workers bring it up to the top level to unbox and prepare so uh, they are doing that. RME, you can step in and, and take charge. This is very familiar to you. And with everyone pitching in, uh, it actually, in a couple hours,
1: everything's done. So Army will actually look a little bit perplexed. Uh, she'll find one of the workers. I, I, I'm a little confused because all of the boxes match the manifest perfectly. And I'm always used to there being a bunch of unnumbered boxes that I'm supposed to set aside specifically for (laughs) upper management to deal with. The person (laughs) you are
0: speaking with is very oddly covered in scales. Uh, He looks a little bit like scales did from the salt offering, but instead of being a massive, hulking figure with long reptilian jaws he looks pretty much like a human he's just covered in scales and his eyes have those uh vertical slits in them with the um sideways blink instead of the up and down eyelid he looks at you as you are both speaking and uh hisses between his his pointy teeth and uh, just mutters in a language you do not understand and goes back to work.
1: Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here,